As the calendar turns into December, I sometimes like to think back on the very first Christmas that my wife Dean and I had together. As a married couple, we had gotten married the month before, and so expectations about gift-giving and gift-receiving led to all sorts of dynamics, and I won't say who was more disappointed, but I'm sure it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Fuller, and welcome to another episode of the Christmas Stories Podcast. Uh, we're going to be exploring different aspects of the family this year, and uh, today we're going to turn our attention to newlyweds so you can avoid the problems I created. I'm happy to be joined by my friends and colleagues, uh, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They're in charge of our marriage department here. So you heard my little hint at a faux pas and a mistake or two at Christmas. So what was your first Christmas like, Greg or Erin? And you're pointing fingers back and forth. So tag, <laughs> Greg, you're the guy. Our first Christmas together, I think as I look back, probably the biggest expectation that I had is that my brother and I growing up, so he's my younger brother, but we would stay up all night long. My parents would let us watch movies in our bedroom. We weren't allowed out of our room, but we would watch movies literally all night long or until we fell asleep. We'd sneak out, go and see what, you know, quote unquote, Santa had left us. Honestly, it was one of my most favorite times of the year because of how much fun my brother and I had and, and literally going, and now I'm married and my best friend and I can stay up all night long. And so I remember asking her, Hey, you know, do you have any particular movies that you want to watch? Cause I mean, I can, I can rent whatever. And, and she's like, what did you, what, 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 like, what are you talking about? I don't want to stay up, you know? And so t- negotiating through that, I think we ended up watching one movie and then got to bed relatively early and so well, I remember, by Smalley standards, going yeah. to bed at all is early. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not this so, Smalley, but... Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't hugely disappointed, but it just was different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that weaving together. You, well, you've and got it's, it's looking yeah. at typically what we'll expect is what we came from. And so for me, our family did everything as far as a Christmas celebration on Christmas Eve. So I just assumed that's what we would do. Well, of course, it was different in Greg's family. Oh, and so we had to navigate Christmas that. Morning. And I love where we've landed because we really have worked well to just go, you know what? We're going to do a little bit on Christmas Eve. We'll do more celebrating on Christmas Day. And we've it's a win-win. I mean, we made it work. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I hope that you're encouraged to continue listening because we're going to hear from a couple uh, preparing to celebrate their first Christmas together, JC and Sandra Mena. They've been married for just a few months. And our friend John Pearden sat down with them to hear their story and discuss what they're anticipating this holiday season. Very interesting thing, um, you know, during the COVID season, you know, I had been single for a while and God brought about um, a very great opportunity for me to get to know someone um, on behalf of a mutual friend um, who was actually a ballroom dancer with me. Um, And over time, uh, my friend Kareen ended up moving to Kansas City, Missouri and was following the Lord's leading because she wanted to serve him in a particular way and that led her there and upon moving there she ended up getting a job with Sandra and at that time they became friends um, and we know, also commiserated about being single um, we would go on walks and talk about how we were um, sad that we were single but that we really were trying to follow Christ's leading in our lives yeah so as Sandra and Kareen got to know each other and she got to know her and of course, Corrine knowing me for a couple years, the Lord put it in her heart uh, for her to begin praying about us together. So Corrine spent between three to four months really praying 
before even talking to us both about our possibility together as a couple. And the day that uh, she decided to talk to both of us, she talked to us individually and said, hey, you know, I know this person um, who's a great person. They live, you know, nine hours away. Um, but I think, you know, it might be really cool if you get to know them. And worst case scenario is that you make a great friend. Mm-hmm. And we found more than that. So God has been in this through it all. That's great. So describe for me a little bit about now that we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. You guys have little different backgrounds when it comes to your family traditions. Um, Tell me a little bit about what that has been like and what you're used to for growing up and now this being your first year of marriage. So I've been pretty used to spending it with family. Um, We always go over to my sister's house, not necessarily on Christmas, um, because she works in retail. So it's really whenever she has a day off. So we'll go spend Christmas with her. Um, But on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we didn't really have a lot of traditions. Um, Our only real tradition was eating fried chicken on Christmas Day. Can't go wrong with fried chicken. Exactly. (laughs) Especially my mom's. Top notch. Um, And then your traditions were pretty different from mine. Growing up in San Antonio, Texas, um, I grew up in a home that was very Latin, but you had Mexican culture and Puerto Rican culture. And even though Spanish is a very similar language, there are still differences in cuisine and how we do things. And so in my home, I got to really enjoy Puerto Rican food we ate. Uh, we had ham and got deep Puerto Rican flavors, but when we went um, with my mom's side of the family, we got to enjoy tamales, and I got to actually help prepare them. Um, during Christmas Eve, we would um, go and meet with the family and um, prepare tamales, enjoy making them, then eating them, and then um, at midnight, open up all the presents that we would distribute among the family. And then on Christmas Day, we would really hone in on the family unit and just with my mom and my dad and my brother and myself just spent that morning time just really connecting with one another enjoying the opening of gifts um, enjoying breakfast very neat so this is going to be your first time as a married couple spending christmas together describe for me a little bit about what you're expecting it to go like and really just what kind of meaning you want to find as this is now your first time as husband and wife, you're taking these two different backgrounds and now all of a sudden, hey, we're a married couple and now we get to find out how we're going to spend Christmas our own way now. So what is that going to look like for you guys this year? I mean, I'm pretty excited um, to start the day. I would love to sleep in. He does not like sleeping in. And I think that would be a great present um, for me. And so I can see... I know he'll spend some time cooking. He's the cook. I'm not. Um, So I can see him spending time cooking and getting everything ready. But we are going to have matching pajamas because that's something that I've always wanted. We are going to decorate cookies (laughs) and just, like, have a good time. Um, Because we both kind of come from, like, not the best family background. Um, And so I know that it's pretty important for us to... Just create an atmosphere of love and welcoming and most of all, like, <laughs> honoring the Lord. Um, so that's how I see it going as of right now. And I'm completely open to that vision. And 
Um, for me, you know, the, the biggest things are like to honor the Lord, you know, to commemorate that day, to focus, you know, on the day that Jesus was given to us. He's the biggest gift, like the greatest present is his presence to us, but also just to spend quality time together. To me, it doesn't matter what we do, whether we make cookies or somehow the cookies get burnt and we can't eat them. Um, <laughs> we can still decorate them, we can still even decorate. if they're burnt. <laughs> <laughs> but just enjoy our time together. And that's the great thing about being new is that you can always have new ideas, bring in new things and enjoy. Um, but one little tradition I'd like to bring in is to learn how to make tamales and to enjoy them with my spouse and just enjoy my Sandra and just to be able to laugh as we make the dough and make mistakes and just enjoy just enjoy i think just enjoy each other's presence right the joy really is in the simple things isn't it Mm -hmm. yep and i just i'm not good at cooking like he's excellent at it it just comes very naturally and so um i can foresee this tamale adventure being a mess for me and he's just gonna be like yeah so easy and i don't know i feel like that's um honestly something i'm excited for like you said, the mistakes to just mess up and let you take the lead. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this and congratulations on your first year of marriage and just for sharing what you're expecting this Christmas to be like and hope it's even better than you expect and Merry Christmas to you both. Thank you so much. What a delightful couple Sandra and JC are. And uh, Aaron, I loved how they're thinking through what those traditions are that they can start. And they also mentioned some of those simpler things. And I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it, right? We, we have these lofty mm-hmm. ambitions. I know I certainly felt prey to that. But simple things can really be a starting point for us. Mm-hmm. Why? It just is those simple moments that we, if we take time to recognize them and sit in them and cherish them, Then when we have multiple simple moments, it can lead to a whole big thing. I know Greg uses a analogy of one snowflake is nothing, but a bunch of snowflakes makes a snowstorm. And so you talk about warming your heart. Just a simple moment can warm your heart. But when you have many of those moments, what a sweet memory that's Hmm. created. I thought you were going to say many snowflakes make a snowball. And then they can. Maybe that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, that she can then use the throw I, at yes. me. Well, yes. knowing the two of you, I don't think how I quoted you, you correctly. When I try to get her to fun. stay up yeah. all night long watching movies on Christmas Eve, you know, I love in Luke two nineteen. There's a powerful verse about Mary. So after the birth of Jesus, there's a moment that says, "And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart." Mm-hmm. And in in you you almost have to think back to visualize you know, Mary in, in the, you know, wherever they were in the stable or wherever, but her just kind of sitting back and just kind of observing all these people coming to see her newborn son and just all of that and pondering on the significance and just how amazing and what is happening. Hmm. And she said that she really treasured those things. And, And I think in the same way, this is such a busy season. It's so easy to run from, you know, shopping mall to shopping mall, party to party, and just everything that's going on that that I think one of the best things you can do is to be intentional at times just to sit back 
and just watch and observe. Look at your family. Look what's going on, and just and just allow those those memories just to sink deep into your heart because mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. stuff that you're really truly going to remember. Yeah. On my phone, what I ha- what I love is that under the photo section, it's entitled memories. Hmm. And you think about we take time to take pictures to remember. And so it, sometimes I'll just sit and like scroll through yeah. old pictures just because they make me smile. And so it is. It's taking that mental snapshot of what's going on and even take a picture of it so you can look back and you experience those warm feelings of what was really going on. You know, one of my favorite memories that, that we do part of our tradition is Christmas Eve. We do an indoor grill. And so um, our son, Garrison. Might be dangerous. Please don't try this at home. Consult it's with your a, doctor, et cetera, et cetera. It's, <laughs> it's a yakitori grill from Japan. Anyway, but what I love is that our son, Garrison, and I will go and find these exotic meats. And, and then we just all sit around. And it's a very long meal because it takes a while to grill everything yeah. as you're just sitting there. But there's such good conversation. And I love that it just it drags out in a, in a really good way. It just, it's such a simple thing that I love that's a part of our Christmas tradition now. So these things, um, going back to the snow metaphor, they take time. But a, a rolling snowball gets bigger and bigger. So start simple. Find what you can do that uh, will be a meaningful uh, tradition for you and your spouse. And uh, for a few more inspirational ideas, let's turn to a few of our broadcast guests who shared about their experiences as newlyweds. First, you'll hear from Pastor Levi Lesko and his wife, Jenny, and they founded Fresh Life Church. After that, Dr. Mike Bechtel describes some of the things he and his wife have learned since their first Christmas together. Well, I know for Jenny and I, uh, we both had different background, you know, styles and cultures and traditions. But what was so much fun was someone told us, hey, just make sure when it gets to the holidays, you guys don't be in such a hurry to do, you know, stuff with your in-laws and your family that you don't forget to decide what Christian Christmas traditions you want to form. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really fun for us. We made sure that, you know, we did go and spend some time with, with my parents and as we have a, as times as well with Jenny's parents, but we also were not in a hurry to forget, Hey, even though we don't have kids yet, even though we just live in this apartment right now, <laughs> we are still a family. And so we took some time that morning and, and had our own chance to celebrate. And I think that's been fun for me to get to decide what traditions do we want to create, not just once, mm, what yeah. ones do we want to continue? I love that. But it's funny though, because like in your family, it was always real Christmas tree, right? Right. And in my family, it's always fake Christmas tree. Right. And I think you, you'd say like, oh, if it's a fake Christmas tree, it's a fake Christmas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so we started off in our marriage with real Christmas trees and we would go to the parking lot Christmas tree. Of Home Depot, yeah. <laughs> we would get our, our Christmas tree and then um, as the years went on, like we found that you had kept having allergic reactions to the real Christmas tree. Well, no, like, you forgot about when we moved to Montana, we would go into the woods and cut it down oh, ourselves. Yeah. That was that a very was fun tradition. A fun tradition that maybe lasted like But what happened was I just I found out I was allergic to Montana Christmas trees and I would always break out into hives. That wouldn't happen in California. Maybe it's the kind of trees they have here. Or Albuquerque. Anyways, um but that was a fun thing even to figure out for us, like Oh, maybe we do like fake Christmas trees. Well, and then what happened was... Hold it up and put it away and bring it back No, the two words that changed my life, it's actually one word hyphenated, is (laughs) pre-lit. 
pulling that tree out of the bag every year and having it already be lit, that just took so much time off the whole process. Because you would take it so seriously because you learned how to legit put lights on a Christmas tree. And it was it involved putting lights around every single yeah, well you start around branch. the trunk and then you do every branch out, not just wrapped <laughs> it took around you it. Hours. it. Took a long time. And so now it's and a little I bit had easier. a lot of rashes after that, yes. <laughs> so it's been fun with the pre-lit tree and uh, we just get to decide what traditions we want to do. Yeah. I actually don't remember a lot about our first married Christmas, except that We strung some tinsel on one of the house plants because we couldn't afford a tree. We didn't have to go to work that day, so we sat on the floor in our jammies and opened each other's one present that we had selected and wrapped with care. I do remember how it felt, almost guilty, because we had always spent that early Christmas morning time with our families, but this was just us. We'd see family in the afternoon, but for now we lounged around for hours, just talking and being together. It was exciting just doing nothing and knowing it was really, really good. My wife's family was in Southern California and my family was in Phoenix. It was an unspoken expectation that we'd see one family on Christmas Day and then make the seven hour drive to see the other family the next day. But after our daughter was born, both families wanted us there on Christmas morning so they could buy what seemed like dozens of gifts, mostly for her. So two things happened. One was that an unplanned tradition grew out of that, that in order to be fair, we'd switch off every other year. The second came out of that, where our little quiet family time, relaxing in our jammies with our decorated houseplants, only happened every other year since we'd been traveling on those alternate years. Over time, our family grew and Christmas was still great, but seemed to be more about traveling than celebrating. We were going crazy, trying to meet everybody else's expectations. And you know what? We lost the wonder. It wasn't the most wonderful time of the year. It became the most chaotic time of the year. We knew we needed to get back to a simple celebration that our kids would value and appreciate years later. We needed to build memories with our own kids as our own family. All that led to some tough conversations and boundaries where we could still see our extended families, but we had to be investing in our own family. We learned that biblically, they were our first responsibility. We remembered the pastor's admonition in our wedding ceremony to leave and cleave, and realized that it went beyond just the two of us. It extended to our kids as well. Well, that was almost 45 years ago. Since that time, we've found creative ways over the years to invest in our own family while keeping close connections with our extended families. When our kids married and had families of their own, we were intentional about giving them space to grow their own traditions. We love it when we get to see the kids and grandkids on Christmas morning, but it's not a requirement. That freedom has allowed them to care for their own family first but they're just as intentional about celebrating with us as well. Sometimes they actually spend the night so we can wake up together in the same house. But more often, they have their own celebration in the morning. Then they come to our house in their jammies that afternoon or even the next day. So that means that sometimes, for my wife and me, our early morning celebration consists of sitting near the decorated tree in our jammies, sipping our coffee together, 
and it's okay. We're celebrating together and just being really, really grateful. I really love Mike Bechtel's perspective about how, over time, he and his wife adjusted their holiday plans and expectations. And uh, Greg, we talked about expectations earlier. What are some of the biggest lessons you took away after that first Christmas together? I mean, I mentioned about gift giving, and I learned a little bit more about being expressive when Dina gives me a gift and about not expecting too much of a, oh, it's perfect from her, because I usually don't hit the target that good. What would you learn? I think it's all about flexibility. I, I love routine. I love order. I love doing things like we've always done them. And yeah. so it can be very difficult for me that when I have certain expectations of how the evening or the day leading up or to whatever, it's going to happen this way. And and it just never does. And so just really being willing to, to flex, to pivot. I mean, all of us have learned that over the last couple of years, the importance of being able to pivot. Mm-hmm. But just being flexible, being aware of what what am I hoping is going to happen tonight and owning that, that those are my expectations and that for me to place that on everybody is unfair. Now, I can let them know that, hey, I'm really excited about maybe this element or this happening. But but the more that, that I'm inflexible going, well, if it doesn't happen, A, B, C, D, it just, it creates so, so many challenges because I'll, I'll have these perfect ideas. Like last Christmas, I came up with this great idea to do an escape room as a way to um, do just, Christmas morning. Wow. And so I, I worked on, I mean, I worked forever. I found the coolest escape room that we could do at home and had everything printed out. And, and in my mind, I knew exactly how this was going to work and how much time it was going to take and that everyone would be so excited. And <laughs> that was not quite... The reception you no, got? Not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm totally feeling really. the pain. Yeah, I mean, the family went along to some degree, and everybody kind of humored me. But I had built that up. Like, this is going to be the coolest moment. Kind of to, you can't get to your presence unless you get out of this yeah. room kind of thing. <laughs> yes. and, and, and it was okay. But, but I did eventually have to really flex on that to go, I'm not going to let that ruin. I'm not going to get mad at anybody. It is what it is. I tried. I did my best, but it's okay. I can let that go. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's that's wise on your part. <laughs> and I would say that I've learned to just stop in the middle of the busyness and the chaos and just take it in. Because you think about it, it started with Greg and I, and then we added one child, two kids, three, and adopted number four. And then, you know, this year we're going to have our, our future son-in-law with us. And, you know, it's just, it changes. And so each year there's something different to be grateful for, something to just sit in and to embrace. And maybe and, even to grieve because as things change. Yes. And I, I can even remember last Christmas just sitting there thinking, wow, it's just us. Like it's just the six of us. And I was like, you know what? It is the six of us. And uh, I don't know there thinking what... thinking about that in the escape room that you yeah. couldn't get yes. out of yeah. We you all know, six I... of us have to get out. Yeah. I don't know what next year brings. And mm. this year, God brought Jordan, our future son-in-law. And But it's things are changing. And so it just is, it's a good thing. It's a happy thing. But don't miss this year. Live in the moment. Live in the present. Capture it all uh, yes. in your head more than on film even. Yes, in your heart. Uh, yeah. 
Well, we'll encourage you to go to our website for a number of different resources to help you get into the holiday spirit. Uh, We have an article on that site called Our Newlywed Christmas, which tells the story of a newlywed couple's first Christmas together, and you'll find uh, the link for that article in the notes. And then don't forget about the book by Allison Pittman, Keeping Christmas, 25 Advent Reflections on a Christmas Carol. It's a terrific little devotional that you and your spouse can go through. It's available to you for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us continue making podcasts and reaching out to families. Um, you'll find the link to donate and to get that book at focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. Next time, a special conversation about the role of grandparents during the holidays. And for now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks so much for listening to the Christmas Stories Podcast. <laughs>